0: I am in awe and actually really honoured for the guest that I have for you you today. His name is Roland Pupupin. He is a photographer, filmmaker based in Amsterdam. I, to be honest, I am so grateful I have bumped into this particular man because his creativity um, is just second to none, but also his story is something that I found really intriguing and something that I definitely wanted for this season as we close 2021 there's a lot about his background that I will let him you know dive into but a little bit that you know he shared with me is obviously his love for photography and an amazing journey of miracles that brought him into finding that gifting. He had, obviously, uh, studies where he did go into sports management and within, you know, the fabric of his story, yes, he lost a parent to him and that triggered him to end up into the industry that he's in. Well, I'm not going to expand too much on that. I will introduce him just now and let him just provide as much information as you can and also just share his story. Pupen, how are you today?
1: Yeah, hello, Claire. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: <laughs> How is the Netherlands? We are freezing right now in London. It's cold.
1: <laughs> well, no, in the Amsterdam, it's also in the Netherlands. it's always cold and rainy. So, but actually, the sun is uh, just uh, started to shine. So it looks to be a beautiful uh, evening. <laughs> but it was raining the rest of the day so
0: yeah oh, I feel a little bit you know consoled because it should be really warm right now I am desperate for a hot chocolate but we can yeah. crack on <laughs> share our stories together and hopefully have an amazing you know a uh, story to tell for everybody um, yeah tell us a little bit about yourself you know who is Ronald um how did you come to you know become this person that you are right now in this you know film industry and photography how did your journey begin could you give us a little bit of background of
1: you know uh yeah let me try in English (laughs) Uh, English is not my native tongue so to find the words um but yeah, uh, I think I'm now an uh, yeah how you say an entrepreneur for mm-hmm. over 12 years I think, yeah. closely to 12 years. So I started 12 years ago. Uh, my first uh, I first started out as a photographer. Yeah. Then slowly became more involved into filming. Yeah, uh, um, yeah that's basically <laughs> in short. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but from my uh, childhood uh when i grew up i didn't have any uh, any creative uh, influences yes. so when i started photography i was t- yeah 20 years old <laughs> uh, wow. so for most that's pretty old especially when you consider that i never well, i touched a camera obviously a photo camera but yes. i never used it as to take photos with So, um, yeah, I didn't have any any connection (laughs) with uh, with photography or or being creative for that matter. So, um, yeah, and then um, basically after my uh, father died, Mm -hmm. uh, I started to become more creatively. um, And yeah, everything before my, before I, well, let's put it this way, before I touched the camera, so when I was in my 28s. Um, yeah my life was pretty messed up just wow. to pull it mildly. Yeah. I, was, I was literally mm-hmm. of this world living this world
0: Yes, uh, as we all start out you know wow.
1: start <laughs> out. yes exactly yeah. well, most of us I know a lot of youngsters nowadays who are yeah, pretty uh, pretty blessed mm-hmm. but back in the day yeah that was pretty uh, pretty dark period of my life and it took yeah. me yeah at least until my 30th uh, um, to get my act together. Yeah. And it all started when my father died. When I really, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I remember when he died, my father mm-hmm. in his uh, deathbed, that I saw him, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I saw him, uh, the life went wow. out of him. And then, yeah, I felt so overwhelmed by grief and wow. by, yeah, so sad that I almost passed out. I, I couldn't wow. handle the grief. I was just so. Uh, you know, my life at that point was pretty dark, and then this happened, and then, um, yeah, I somehow I, I, I yeah I almost passed out. I felt I was like passing, wow. but somehow I felt like you know I was alone with my father. That was the funny, yeah. well not funny, but that was a crazy thing because my mother and my brother left, yeah. and then was left alone with my father after you know two two days being together as a family. And How then,
0: did that affect you?
1: Uh, it was hard, yeah, it was really hard because, um yeah, if, if any parent dies, of course, that's really yeah. hard. Yeah. But especially for me, it was more like because my life was just a mess. So I didn't yeah. have a chance to make him proud, Oh. you know, and obviously mm-hmm. I didn't have, I had girlfriends and not a wife or anything like that. So oh. I had no, uh, I couldn't give him any grandchildren, stuff like that. So I felt very When he Mm. passed away, I felt disappointed in myself Mm. Um, and especially that he couldn't see that I made something out of my life, you know, Uh, at that point, yeah, basically it was some sort of a loser, I guess. So, yeah, and that's... So it
0: was basically around about your 20s that obviously after the death of your father yeah, grieving that you, you know, you you kind of focused more on to...
1: Well at that point I wasn't, well I uh, I, uh, I had a Christian upbringing, my mother was still Catholic but uh, I had a Catholic upbringing but obviously I rebelled so I left home when I was 16 so I was basically on my own already for more than 11-12 years. So, yeah, um, yeah, that didn't help. (laughs) That's for sure. Then, when my father died, yeah, the grief was so overwhelming and the disappointment in myself was so overwhelming that I couldn't, I I felt that I couldn't handle it. And then, somehow, I felt myself supported when my father died in that hospital bed. I felt myself supported. And I didn't understand, at the time, I didn't understand what that was. Mm -hmm. I just was, yeah, I felt like Mm -hmm. mad. And there was this voice that that, said, you know, um, oh, it still gets me when I talk about it. I know. Really. I think
0: just to kind of maybe give you some um, some comfort, I lost my father when I was really young as well. Mm. And um, I know what it means to have wanted them to see you at your best. For me, it was literally different. We had obviously coming to the UK scholarship to study but i'm the youngest in the family so his death was very sudden uh, and because i was not there it literally knocked me out for six and i remember i did not pick up any design items i did not draw for almost a year and it it's so funny how you say that it really took you by surprise almost like the wind out of your life uh, for me it physically took every creative thing out of my life because my father was an architect um, in our country. So he was my inspiration, he was my reason. So when I felt that he was gone, I'm like, what's my purpose, you know, how do I continue from there? Like, you know, what's the point? (laughs) And it was such a journey and grief is such a journey and it took me, it didn't take me literally seconds. It took me, I think, 10 good years to um, to literally process and you know go through the rhythms of father's day and not having my father there and having come from you know a background of as a catholic Mm -hmm. i now had to really navigate my faith and i remember asking god huge questions like You know why did my dad die he was a good person Mm. and why did all these things happen and within that process i then went into a journey of you know finding christ for myself and i later got born again and the biggest revelation that helped my grief i know obviously like it is raw and i completely empathize and i know where you're coming from was literally a revelation that christ gave me that
1: yeah are you still there? Okay.
0: Yes, my Lord, an earthly father. But I have a heavenly father. And it is just phenomenal to, mm-hmm. to see how personal Christ became for me. He didn't come to me as, oh, here I am. I'm Lord and Savior. You know what you are Right. Is. He became father for me so just to extend a piece of my healing onto you you know um I know it's a completely different journey and maybe some of the audience people that are listening in um that may be dealing with grief like it is a personal journey and it's mm-hmm. not a it's weakness if you have like there are days when I have conversations and I, it still gets me i'm like wow but then it doesn't hurt as much and like i said it took 10 years for me it may take you sure so do not feel you know that oh wow it still hurts because grief is a process and i'm just encouraging you that you know at the right time oh gosh i i know you will find that soft place of where it doesn't hurt anymore mm-hmm. but um, i just wanted to extend our condolences as well and just let you know that we care
1: (laughs) yeah no thank you yes thank
0: you so um kind of now just taking a bit of a detour um you did mention obviously like there was a tragic event that happened in your life and Mm -hmm. you picked up the camera where did faith find you between that space in your world
1: uh uh, well to yeah well the the thing is when uh, my father died Mm -hmm. um yeah, I um I had this thought in my head, oh, it's up to you now. You're the eldest, you have wow. to make something of your life. Yeah. And that thought, that thought st- st- took uh, yeah, it was just how you say, like hammered in my head, somehow that thought. Yeah. And, um, yeah, basically yeah. I just went out, you know, I, I went into the grieving process, but mm-hmm. I went to work and nothing really changed. And at that time wow. I didn't pray. I didn't, didn't had any conversation with God. I yeah. definitely didn't go to church or stuff like that. So I just dealt with it myself, you know. Yeah. I uh, tried to figure it out on my own. And then, um, yeah, I think it took maybe half, yeah, six months or something wow. before, um yeah, that 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 uh, uh, I was working at my workplace, and then in the newspaper there was this article about this uh, photography student mm-hmm. who won a grand prize yes. for making a photo worth five thousand euros. So me, wow. I was very uh, money focused.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> which is was, not a bad thing.
1: <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing, but I was uh, using it to gamble and stuff. So me. Oh. I, Oh, that's easy money. I mean, I had to work, you know, yeah. uh, 40 hours a week or even more, and then in a horrible uh, cigarette factory. Yeah. It wasn't the best circumstance to work. So I was, th- I, my, my first thought was, wow, you can make, actually, you can make uh, money with just taking a photo. That concept, wow. I never knew about that concept. Like, wow, you, you, you don't need to, uh, you know, uh, be physical about your work and work 40 hours. You can actually take yeah. a photo and have money. So that was my wow. first thought. And then uh, after a while I started to think, okay, let's, let's, let's see how you can become this photographer. How, ca- how can you make money with taking photos? Mm. And then I discovered, oh, okay, so you have to go to school. <laughs> you have to go to a photography school or mm. in this case, art academy. And then I came into a new challenge, okay, if you want to go to the art academy, you have to do uh, your, uh, you know you say, you have to, you have to apply mm-hmm. and in this particular case, you had to show uh, some sort of portfolio, you had to have a vision on photography, you know, yeah. all the uh, art uh, academy stuff, mm-hmm. what, what I never heard of. I mean, <laughs> I had literally wow. taken several photos at that point. And uh, but somehow they gave me an opportunity to show. Okay, we we find your story interesting. You don't have any experience, but can you do something in within three weeks? Mm -hmm. So they gave me this assignment to make photos of uh, a club. So so I've take photos of a club. So for me, I was a club man. I don't even have. I know the club where I'm dancing, but (laughs) I don't do football. I don't have many friends. uh, So I decided to take pictures mm-hmm. of my mother going to church. Wow. So that was a really yeah, in hindsight, that's really funny, right? Yeah. It, yeah. So um yeah, I got in touch with my mother again mm-hmm. and then I asked her, uh, yeah, the church, that's the club, right? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> let me take pictures of your club. And then I borrowed a camera from my friend and then started Mm -hmm. taking pictures, a series of pictures. You had to deliver ten pictures or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so and then there was this testing there. You had to come to the academy and then you had to Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Ask you questions about picture. Yeah. And yeah, to my surprise, when mm-hmm. I was there for the testing day, I, yeah. you have to understand, it's the feeling like somebody's talking Chinese to you and you fully understand what he's saying. Wow. So that was the effect I had because they asked me a question mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, this is easy. I understand what they're asking me. So I, yeah. Yeah, I basically went for yeah, like two hours in that test, that written mm-hmm. test, and I yeah, basically aced it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it by then, but I aced it. And I yeah. was surprised. I was surprised about myself, like, how I, how do I know this stuff? How do I does know this language?
0: Anything, I mean, does this have anything to do with the fact that you grew up without, you know, having any access to education? How was that moment for you to just go, wow, I how cried. do I understand this without yeah. having,
1: you no, know, I, the
0: background of studying?
1: Yeah, I literally cried. Uh, the person oh, wow. who was taking the test didn't understand. She thought probably
0: you were being emotional
1: (laughs) already coming from the field itself so they had a big portfolio they had already done professional work but they they wanted to get into the academy and i was like Uh yeah and they were crying because they already knew that they weren't gonna get in and i was crying because i understand it. so probably the person were thinking from oh that's one that's crying also (laughs) i don't know yeah and then at the end of the day i was like okay you know tomorrow i have to be up at six again and be in the factory and start yeah. the day so for me uh at the end of the day you hit it you heard if you were uh how you say it? if accepted. you were accepted exactly mm-hmm. and um yeah i was already walking out of the door because there were like 314 people wow. and they only allowed 14 so i was like you know i had a fun day yes. <laughs> i went to the hague from Schroninger so i went to the hague wow. So yeah, I, I was basically walking, literally walking out of the building, and then I heard my wow. name. My name is Letter P, is the last one on the list. So I was wow. like, they just announced my name. I'm one of the of the 14 who can do this. Wow. So yeah, imagine my surprise. So yeah, and then the, the I remember the dean coming up towards me, and they said, yeah. Uh, we know about your story you have zero um, uh, you know zero experience in photography but we saw the pictures of of your mother and yeah we were yeah we are very very, how you say impressed so we really want to give you an opportunity to to figure this out and then yeah the next question yeah and then next question was yeah how are you gonna uh, come from Groningen that's like a three hour drive to Amsterdam off to The Hague that time it's Uh, a bit
0: like going to you know, put you in a situation, mm. and you're like, you just have to trust him for everything, from the yeah. finances to how do I get from point A mm-hmm. to B.
1: Yeah, but wow. it's it's the funny thing. I at the time I didn't know.
0: Oh wow! I didn't yeah.
1: know. I didn't. I I was just like, you know, like I was a gambler. I was like, okay, I gambled. I gam I gambled, and I win. Yeah. You know, that's how I saw it. I I never yeah. saw it that it was a god thing. Not wow. even for a second. I was just like, God oh, in his life yeah i can i can do this and then um a year later uh often i went to the school obviously in september and then I, okay. I studied for a year the photography things i went to all the classes uh, i moved from Groningen mm-hmm. to i i with yeah. my day job and i lived in a really small room somewhere in the hague uh yeah. with two nuns <laughs>
0: actually
1: <laughs> so yeah i got you know the funny thing is when i story i really noticed how god was yeah he's a he's a i'm
0: getting goosebumps just hearing your story because it's like you had no idea and yet it was always orchestrating your footsteps
1: yeah Yeah, yes for for sure yeah the nuns are like it's almost it's almost is a joke when i look back now it's almost a joke okay so you even put nuns in front of me (laughs) you didn't know and then the, the funny thing was uh i had to work two jobs to uh, also do the school in the Hague and then in the morning, this aunt, a nun, she became almost family, uh, she would read the the Bible at like 4 o'clock in the morning, so that was also in my face, you know, like, I never asked her like, why are you reading this book? Why are you doing it every morning? So it was never, yeah, it never opened my eyes, let's say. So you
0: didn't know what book she was reading? You didn't know it was the Bible?
1: I didn't know. No, I didn't know it was the Bible, but I didn't no. know why would you read this book? Why would you? Wow. Why you? Why are you getting up at four to read this book? I didn't. I didn't ask any question. I was so focused on myself and yeah. on my, you know own stuff. And then uh, to make things even worse, uh, yeah. <laughs> or even better, I don't know how to see it. But uh, at a certain point, that uh, award-winning uh competition mm-hmm. came around because it was a year later right wow. so i entered uh with my mm-hmm. uh and then i won in 2008 so yeah. basically the photo mm-hmm. that inspired me to do photography mm-hmm. now i was the photo so for wow. me it was like ah, oh, yeah but again i had the mindset mm-hmm. of a gambler i was like yeah, yo yeah, yeah i got really the thing is I got really arrogant also because Mm. uh, Nikon wanted me on all kinds of promo stuff because it was this time it was uh, sponsored by um, Nikon and then but it opened all doors because obviously uh, you would come in the magazine people really want to work with you and yeah I started to do uh, fashion photography and stuff like that so, but it opened all kinds of doors and i make i was making tons of money and yeah literally the the wish i had like oh wow you can make photos with uh, you can make money with a photo that basically came true so yeah and then for i think oh, well 28 that's almost yeah five seven years straight basically wow. making my money and living the life traveling and still
0: everything yeah indulging. Everything. Completely yeah. indulging.
1: Yeah, <laughs> indulging the photography lifestyle. You know, people will ask yeah. me why are, do you, why do you take photos? I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm all about taking pictures of beautiful women and <laughs> traveling. So no,
0: explain to me how you make money from it. You know, if I was somebody listening, and it's like, wow, okay, so I take a picture. How does it become money?
1: Uh When well, you work for the magazines and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did. I did everything that would generate money so i would do parties and then there would be famous people at the party and then the, you would connect with the famous person and that person would ask to do their campaign or uh, the web shoot or the portrait, and yeah and then it just rolled it was like a like a domino effect basically wow. uh, i would enter a, a venue and then it's for for one client and then at least i would, would, would walk out with five others you know that's wow. that's what it went back in the, those days especially
0: well, so then, what changed with this lifestyle? I mean, it sounds like you had it all—you had all the money in the world, you had mm. access to all these celebrities and the high life.
1: Well, the Dutch- why were
0: you why were you not satisfied? What changed for you?
1: Uh, well, what changed was that at a certain point, I just got numb. I noticed oh. that I was uh, yeah, it was it was it, it became like how you say it became easy there was no mm-hmm. challenge you know i mean yeah i was so arrogant towards myself also yeah listen i won this mm-hmm. prize you know i got this i'm making money i got this so i am you know i'm the king of the world so who can stop but uh somehow in in myself maybe in my heart in my soul um, mm-hmm. it was just i was em- feeling very empty and unhappy yeah those are really the right words i started to feel wow. very I'm like yeah but still I didn't connect it with Jesus didn't connect it with faith none of it and then
0: um, is that yeah. when the second or the third miracle in your life happened
1: uh yeah yeah so yeah so basically the second miracle was when I was living in Amsterdam I had a I, I, I kind of live nice in Amsterdam, I have a nice apartment and I have parking space downstairs. So <laughs> friends of mine would come to Amsterdam and they were like on Sunday and they were like calling me in the morning like, listen, we're going to church, but parking is very expensive. Can we park in your building? I'm like, oh, man, wow. oh, yeah, sure. But come over, come park. And then they had a coffee upstairs, obviously. And then I was just, you know, curious, like, what are you guys doing on a Sunday, man? Go to sleep or something. God. And they were like, we're I'm going to church. You want to come? I'm like, wow. I'm not going to church. Well, what a waste of time. And then uh, here's the funny part. Um, yeah. uh, I lived in my building for over five years now, five, yeah. six years at that time. And yeah. then uh, Pastor Richard and Debbie, who started the church in the Netherlands, uh, had their gatherings and... Um, Meetings yes. Below me. So I live on the seventh wow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, li- I live on the eighth floor. And mm-hmm. Pastor Debbie and Pastor Richard, our lead pastors here in the Netherlands, they live on the seventh floor. So every mm-hmm. Sunday, there would be Hillsong people in the building. Because at the time we didn't have a big venue yet, so it was uh, close to my house there was this uh, club uh, where they had church and then basically after church they would have the hangouts, you know. uh, this place so the lift will be full with Hillsong people wow. <laughs> I would meet Pastor Debbie occasionally in the lift like and for me it was oh this is a really nice American lady you know but there were many other foreigners in, in my apartment building but little did I know that she was a pastor and yeah, yeah it got annoyed every Sunday those Hillsong people with their jackets and their flags blocking the way to my building and I was like oh, oh man but it didn't dawn to me, this is a church. And then when my friends uh, came and they said, yeah, we're going to Hillsong. I was like, what? You're going to Hillsong? Wait a minute. <laughs> that's why you want to park at my house. I understand wow. now. So I was, I got curious, right? I can, yeah. you can imagine I got curious. And that's when I said, okay, let's 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 go then. Let's see how what it's all about and then um yeah that Sunday I went I think this is almost five five years ago five and a half years ago I went to church and then uh, I came in had the whole uh, experience and then I came in and then uh, this dove was on the video you know the 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 opening video right the pre-roll oh, video oh, oh. this dove.
0: Yeah. the famous on... hillsong dove yeah the hillsong <laughs> dove it was flying in my face
1: and then yeah um I cried again, clearly. Like, wow. And then, the this, and now I understand. I mean, sometimes people make fun of the welcome home sign, like welcome home. And what does it mean, welcome home? But trust me, when you're coming home, I know. welcome yeah. home is really welcome home. So I saw this, yeah. I saw the dove, and I was like, ah, yeah, you know, welcome.
0: Wow.